1: we continue our study of Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 16 is our passage of study for this week. Here are five reminders of what we have learned from this passage already. Number one, pastors and teachers and all the elders are responsible to equip Christians to do the work of service. Number two, every Christian is responsible to be equipped and to serve. Number three, the process never ends in this life because it is until we all attain maturity. Number four, we must let no one remain immature. And number five, speaking truth in love with one another is required in every encounter. Let's listen to today's slice of this week's message entitled, Let Us Grow Up.
0: So, we got a situation now where people are making some radical statements about things that have nothing to do with the biblical truth that we're trying to obey here. Now, among other things, in that time, we began providing live streaming for our services. Um, trust me, it was a big step of faith to allow my face to be put out live on the internet and recordings of it out there, Um, you know, you're welcome. I'm I'm, uh, humbling myself to do that. Um, But we did that. Others had been doing it before us. We did that to allow those for whom it is extremely dangerous to go out, to risk being exposed to COVID, so that at least they could see and hear the preaching and the music of the church. Live streaming is a useful tool, part of the the toolbox. For years, we've used radio, we've used um, uh, tape recordings, we've used CDs, now it's uh, audio files. um, You know, there are tools that are helpful for getting teaching out there, but understand this. While it's a useful tool, and I'm sure it's here to stay, it allows those who are sick or incapacitated to At least keep up with what's happening. But understand, and you folks on live stream, understand, you're keeping up on what's happening where you aren't. This is the gathering of the body of Christ. And live streaming is not the same as being in a worship service, attending a Bible study, sharing a meal with other Christians, or serving together on some kind of project. It's watching TV. Now, my remarks about my mug on television notwithstanding, it's better content than a lot of what you can watch on TV and Internet. But it's not being in church. And those people that are talking about the the old model of church needing to be replaced, they're wrong. It's not the old model of church. It's the church. There's only one model. And we have to be it. Now, you folks that are here, gold stars for you. Praise the Lord. Glad you're here. Love you all. If you're among those who, for a time, need to remain isolated, we're really happy to have the tool to be able to let you look in. But if it's necessary for you to remain physically separate from the body of which you are part, that means that there's more work to do. You're going to have to work all the harder to make sure that you don't contribute to the body of Christ being, and I'm going to invent a new sin, disjointed. We need to be joined at the joints with other Christians. So I need to say that if, you, if you're watching a live stream because you can't be here We're really glad to be able to provide that to you. But if you're watching a live stream broadcast of a church service, this or if you ever watch any others, because you choose to find it more convenient or more comfortable than attending in person, right now is the moment for you to repent of the sin of disjointing and to recommit to being present in person. I made a few comments sort of to that effect. I've got some people so scared now that if they can't get to church, they send me emails. And hey, you know what? I'm not, if I've terrified you, I'm sorry about that. But that's so cool because it says my commitment is to be there and I'm sorry that I can't be. That has to be the attitude because we belong to each other other, just as profoundly as we belong to Christ. So, if you must be away from us physically, be it a day, a month, a year, until COVID is not a threat anymore, whatever that is, would you please prayerfully think about what you can do to make up for your absence How many people might you talk to in a normal Sunday morning at church? 10? 20? 30? More? I don't know. So if you must be away, you should also make that many phone calls or send that many emails or texts or notes or cards to connect with and encourage other saints because you belong to them, and we all need each other. If you can't serve in person, please prayerfully think about other ways to serve the body of Christ, or else we're, we're dragging an anchor that we ought not to be dragging. And by the way, it's the responsibility of those of us who aren't isolated as well to help. Keep us all connected. You know, if you come to church and you, and you do talk to those 10 or 15 people, but you say, oh, I didn't see Fred and Mary today. Well, for goodness sakes, call Fred and Mary. We need each other. We need to be a portrait of how the body of Christ portrays the love that He has given to us. Normal is we all gather together. So if we have to live with abnormal, let's try to figure as many workarounds as we possibly can. We must be led by the head. You must also be connected to others. Finally, you must be serving accurately. Remember the first part of this long, ser- this long sentence that every saint has to be equipped for the work of service, work four-letter word, action word. It means useful activity, productivity. It involves labor. There's plenty of hard work involved in helping people mature toward Christ. It requires discipline and diligence over a span of time to produce spiritual maturity. Vital, dynamic Christianity never comes without work. And saints are not served and built up without the expenditure of effort. And every individual needs to be working. So look in the middle of verse 16. From whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in the Lord. How are you, how are you working in the service of the Lord and His people? Uh, what is your ministry? If you can't answer that pretty readily, it's probably time to spend some effort and, and start serving. I could suggest some good places to begin. Um, if we had more time, I might elaborate a little bit on James 1 26 and, uh, and 27. If you, if you want to have a ministry, well, do what that passage says. Bridle your tongue. Good place to start. Stop talking about things that are wrong or things that someone ought to do and start doing something about them. That's a a great place to serve. And and then get busy. Uh, A pastor friend of mine with his tongue sticking out through his cheek used to say, any job worth doing in the church is worth doing poorly. Because if it's not being done, it needs to be done. And if you're the one that sees it and needs to be done, dive in and do it. Say, well, I'm not very good at that. Well, then somebody's going to come along and say, you're not very good at that. Let me help. <laughs> but don't just say somebody ought to do it. It, it, it. We belong to one another. Go visit a sick, per, a sick person and help out. Um, you might have to stay six feet away. Somebody made up six feet is the magic number. But... Go help out. Do an odd job for somebody somewhere who needs help. Uh, you know, just uh, find, find a widow. It, pretty easy pickings there as far as somebody that needs help. Go, go do something. Um, meet somebody's financial need. Teach a class. Help a teacher teach a class. Help a teacher clean up the mess after teaching a class. Commit yourself to specific prayer for individuals and you'll follow up with them. Uh, find somebody to encourage Help set up for the next activity or clean up after that activity or prepare food for that activity or write an encouraging note to someone. Uh, call a Christian friend just to let them know you care. In other words, open your eyes to the needs that you see and do your best to meet them and act toward someone else like you would like them to act toward you. That sounds like a golden rule to follow. Listen, if we view church As a place we go to seek a blessing for ourselves, we have missed the point of worship. You can go to a movie to get a blessing for yourself, but you don't become one with all of the people at that movie and all of the characters in that movie. We go to church to give God glory and to serve His people.